Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. So I've got yet again another guest on today's episode for you today. I'm really, really loving the response that all these interviews are getting. So we're kind of cranking them out over here from Kyra HQ. So today's guest is both a friend and someone I admire really deeply. I was recently speaking to Lucy Hitchcock when I was on her podcast, Winging It, about how when I started 2020, I didn't really know many people running a small business who were also having success with it and doing it with joy and ease. Like I knew a lot of people working in fashion and fashion styling and sort of being a freelancer, but I didn't have many examples of product-based businesses at the time, like really killing it and going all in and doing it. And maybe this is just like my memory is like blanking everyone out but that's how it kind of felt as I entered 2020 and then came Amber from the flower and the flea for so long she's been an example of what is possible with a small business how you can create extraordinary success for yourself and show up authentically and have your own voice she really clearly demonstrates what it looks like to believe in yourself even when circumstances aren't as you wished, even when there's so much in our lives that we cannot control. Of course, 2020, we all know what happened in 2020. And yet she didn't let any of that define her. She's a mum. She's a lifelong creative. And today she shares a behind the scene look at what stopped her from starting her business earlier and what sort of internal work she had to move through in order to create the extraordinary success that she's had. It's so fun to talk to her because it's so interesting. She's someone that Instant Unstoppable I often refer to. We had a session right at the beginning before she launched her business, which is so mad. And just a little bit of background. Amber is actually the reason why I call some of my products powwows. Because when Amber and I first started talking in the Instagram DMs, the underbelly of Instagram, I had like one or no, I think I had my first paying client a couple of paying clients like my first three I would say and she was like hey like how can I work with you like do you have like a powwow like what's the thing and I was like oh my god I love that phrase like powwow so now I have the money powwow the caption powwow I'm like they're all like mini courses designed to just give you that powwow feeling so just a bit of history there anyway I am rabbiting on and I'm gonna hand it over to the wonderful Amber of Flower and the Flea Hey, Amber, thank you for coming. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for asking me, literally. I'm so honoured, like, so honoured. I'm, like, so excited to chat to you today. Like, so we booked this in, like, maybe two weeks ago. I never do anything in in advance, so I'm not sure how that happened. And I've been, like, literally so excited up until today. Yeah, honestly, when you, like, messaged me, I was like, yes. Like, you know I'm, like, obsessed with you and how I used to follow you and get so many amazing gems of information and, like, encouragement from you, especially around the time of launching. So when you asked me, I was like, what is life? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's like full circle, isn't it? But before we get into that, I want you, for the listeners who don't know who you are, to share essentially a little bit about your story. Who are you? What do you do? And yeah. 
Yeah, so I think I pretty much always give the same spiel, which is, so my name's Amber. I'm from the UK, but I currently live in Vienna with my Viennese partner and my 18-month-old daughter. I would always describe myself as being someone who's being creative is everything to me. I'd always wanted to have my own creative business, and I finally launched my jewellery line last year, which is called The Flower and the Flea. I hand-make jewellery from trivets, like vintage glassy trivets. And yeah, I'm just absolutely obsessed with thrifting, shopping secondhand. Yeah, like making your own stuff. So I think that's me pretty much in a nutshell, like a really tiny nutshell. <laughs> I love that. I've introduced you to so many people because every time I'm in Stuck to Unstoppable, I'm like, this is this brand, Flower on the Flea. She's my Amber. <laughs> She's amazing. She's an example for everything. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so surreal. Like a few times other people have used my business or like me launching as an example and that for me it's just like it just literally blows my mind because the point I'm at now is the point I've wanted to be at for like I would say like 10 years even wow yeah I know the flower and the flea isn't like the first business or the, even the first idea at yeah being creative do you want to just tell us a bit about how you got here I would love to hear about like the failed ideas or the things that you did you tried but didn't quite pursue yeah would love to do that. So I have, I'm one of those people that's like favorite subject is always art all the way. And um, so like really focus on art, you know, art GCSE was everything to me. Then I went on to do college to the art foundation focused on fashion. I was working at Topshop, which I know you used to as well. Yeah. And when I say that like my life was Topshop at the age of 18, like I'm not exaggerating. I lived and breathed that shit. Me too. And I was so into the VM side of things. And then I took a gap year and then I applied to do fashion styling and promotion at Middlesex University. But my dream VM position came up and I was like, right, that's it. Like, I'm not going to uni. And as quite often happens, you know, my family were really concerned at the thought of me not having a degree. Yeah. And, you know, just following this kind of like arty path. So I kind of got forced, shoehorned into going to uni, dropped out in my first year. And there was like a lot of like private stuff going on, family stuff. And I was like, right, I'm going to, I did, was going to do the craziest U-turn. Like no one would ever believe this. I was going to join the Navy. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, because I come, so my, um, dad he was in the army so I was just like right I don't know what I want what I'm doing like what is life I've dropped out of uni I haven't done my dream VM job right that's it I'm just gonna go in the navy I'm gonna go in the net like that will sort me out kind of thing which is nuts like if you know me if anyone knows me as a person it's just like not imaginable yeah I couldn't imagine it knowing what I know of you <laughs> yeah like it's so nuts but before I did that I was like right I'm gonna go and visit my best friend like my absolute OG like still my best friend she was in Austria during the ski season nice. so I was like right I'm gonna go and do that for a couple of months and I ended up doing six ski seasons wow and I just really got sucked into that life I loved it it was amazing like you know of working in winter like you know it was like a six month long party kind of you know like snowboarding earning money and then traveling in summer so I was still always like doing creative stuff like every time I'd come back to UK I'd love to like pop to the charity shops or like I was still like drawing doing that kind of thing but I didn't have as much time because I didn't have like a proper base yeah to be creative so I think once I started settling down I was doing cross stitch on cardstock which at the time no one else was doing it like I really felt like I'd found 
around my unique idea. But anytime, like before I even got going, I had such good feedback from friends and family. But I was just like, I'm never going to be able to charge what I actually need to charge to make this viable. And I clung on to that. And I basically just, I just copped out of it and didn't sort of like seize on the opportunity and I kept kind of telling myself it's it's just about the idea I need this idea I need to find the perfect idea I did like massive oversized scale cross stitches then I like tried my hand at macrame then I was like selling buying and selling vintage clothing I'd had all of these ideas like I probably could have four businesses but I just never never capitalized on it what do you think was the thing that stopped you from capitalizing on it was it that you kept on telling yourself you're looking for the idea was it like charging for it what do you think was the thing that kept on stopping you so I know 100% it comes back to self-belief and that like inherently ingrained idea from society that I'm never going to make enough money doing this. Like how the hell am I actually going to make a living? How is this actually ever going to be viable? I so clung on to that, probably for the fear of like putting myself out there. So rather than like really giving it a go, which is so scared of that like failure, I'm doing air quotes with the word failure, that I just didn't let myself get ever ever get close to actually even properly like shouting from the rooftops like I'm launching this is amazing like who wants a piece yeah totally and I'm so glad you brought that up because that's really why I wanted to talk to you about those like stories that we take with us from society and we take them into our business and sometimes when you talk about mindset I think people are like oh yeah mindset's cute but I'm really gonna work on my branding or like oh yeah that's cute but I'm really gonna like yeah. <laughs> build my Instagram audience yeah. it's like that secondary thing but it's from your story I think you're showing that you had one way of thinking because of what you had learned from society and that was limiting you yeah. when you came to like launching and like doing something for yourself like you needed a new new sense of self-belief confidence. yeah exactly yeah 100% like I would agree with you like mindset now being on the other side of it is everything whereas I wasn't getting that and I didn't know how I don't think I knew how to change that I just really was like this is never going to work no one's ever going to pay this I'm never going to be able to charge the prices I need to charge rather than coming at it from completely the other angle totally so earlier in the episode you said you're now in this place where you've wanted to be for essentially 10 years so just for a bit of context yeah. if you don't know Amber I am wearing her charm right now I've got some earrings <laughs> in my jewelry box and when Amber launches it's almost feels like the whole of Instagram knows and everybody wants one and so <laughs> could you just say what do you think was the thing that shifted your story so you had this mindset story and now you've been able yeah. to do all these amazing things what do you think it was that shifted I think it's a mix of three things. So I think the pandemic came along. My boyfriend's business was under threat. So when the pandemic hit, I was a mother. Nova, my daughter would have been uh, about five months old, five, six months old. And I really felt like now was the time. Now, it has to be now. I have to do this. Um, so I think that really, really, really lit a fire under my ass and kind of like, was like, there's no more excuses. You know, now it's just a case of how am I going to make it happen? So I was avidly consuming like so much content online. Obviously, we were in lockdown. This is during the first lockdown. Nova was still quite small. So, you know, she was still like napping quite a lot. I had more time quite a slow pace of life I was on maternity leave so I didn't have you know 
didn't have massive financial pressure, but at the beginning of the pandemic, no one knew how this was going to pan out. And it seemed really, really scary. Yeah, totally. So I was online, I was watching a lot of different um, sort of like coaches and you know like lots of like but lots of different styles so like Gary B amazing or, yeah I literally turned into a mini coach I was like in Nico's face my my boyfriend's face like every day like well you just got to do this like he says you've got to do this so you should just do this we should do this you should just do it like this and I think he was like sorry who are you what is going on and no I just, Gary B as well like I yeah. that like come on put yourself yeah. up that shouting like uh Nico was actually like, who is this idiot? God, what are you watching? Like all day, every day. But I just felt this massive fire lit under my ass, essentially. And then I, so I was also following Elizabeth Styles, who we all know and love. And I saw that she was launching the self-belief sessions. And I was like, to me, the like the financial investment like seemed huge. I didn't really feel like I had. So obviously we share, me and my partner, we share all of our finances. But still, I didn't feel like at that time during the pandemic, our income wasn't secure yeah. you know uh, who am I to now invest in this money I don't even know is this going to work out is this actually going to help me and I was like no right that's it I'm going to do it I did the self-belief sessions and there was just so much stuff particularly like around homework I would liken it kind of to therapy like we've talked about this before you know when someone just poses a question that's a simple question but no one's ever asked you it before and you haven't asked yourself it and then you hear yourself answering and you're like oh like, oh I didn't know I felt like that I didn't know that that thing might that belief or that thing from my childhood or you know from society has been holding me back and I think once I started to unpick all of that stuff coupled with right I'm a mum now you know what kind of example do I want to be I want to have a financial impact on our lives but why, why not by doing with doing something that I absolutely love, which is being creative? So yeah, it's a bit long-winded, but that's kind of how I really did manage to push myself to be like, right, if you, this has been your dream, a long-term dream, you know, you ha- you're responsible for that. You have to bring that to life. Yeah, so, yeah, I love that. It's kind of like, I almost feel like there's this t- moment where your brain is like, gets fed up with you. It's like, yeah. we're not doing this anymore. We're not like going around in circles. Like now's the time. And I read a quote the other day recently that said, you either have to step up or the world is going to make you. Essentially, yeah. you're either going to choose to step up or you're going to get circumstances, like this magic mix of circumstances where you're like, there's no going back. Like I yeah. have do this now sounds like that's what you experienced this okay the world is like okay now's the time yeah 100 percent. that was it I i just felt like so many like epiphanies popping up left right and center and I had spent years of being you know when where you follow other people whose shoes you'd like to be in yes and, and to be honest, you can see what they're doing and how they're doing it, but you're still like, how are they doing that? But how are they so successful? But it's because you can't compare the two when you're not putting yourself out there at all. Yeah. And they're just getting on with it and sharing, you know, their incredible creations and what they're up to and like when they're launching and stuff like that. Like you can't compare the two and wonder, wow, how is someone else that successful or that confident or... Do you know what I mean? 100%. There's something magical about them and you almost create this 
idea in your mind that they have something that you would never have like they're just so good of course they had that idea that's such a good idea and you're just sitting there not even got started you have this magic inside you but you haven't allowed the world to see it like exactly like that is it I spent way too much time like I said before thinking it needs to be this one perfect completely unique crazy over the top like no one else has ever seen an idea and I, I was just pinning so much on the idea rather than just showing up as myself you know that I love making stuff I love being creative these are my passions for years I would go thrifting like luckily my boyfriend's into it as well so we would go hardcore thrifting because oh Vienna's got like amazing flea markets and it's so weird I was always like oh I wish I could share this I wish I would I was working for one of the most well-known vintage stores in Vienna at the time and I was like I could so like I could do this like why am I not doing it? and I was just like oh, I wish I could share. of course I could have what do you mean wish like I could have just started doing it and started sharing that on social media but I was so held back by and so terrified of what's everyone going to think of me and I was so oh it like now like I said on the other side it really baffles me yeah but at the time I just felt like I couldn't yeah when you were afraid of what would people think what things would you say to yourself that they would think because usually I feel like we're like oh they're gonna think I'm too big for my boots they're gonna think I can't like I'm not good enough what did you imagine people would have said about you I thought I don't know if it was like specific things but more just kind of like oh oh she's doing that now is she like oh she thinks you know oh she's big on Instagram you know I mean or she wants to be this big person or or I'm not very good with attention like my worst nightmare is getting married and everyone looking at me for a whole day <laughs> So I guess, I guess maybe I felt like the struggle with the idea of drawing attention to myself, even though what I really wanted to do was just, just simply share what I'm really passionate about and what I love doing. Um, So I don't know if it was ever like a specific thing, like, oh, she thinks this of herself, but I just felt somehow uncomfortable about sort of like putting myself out there uh, for people to have an opinion on me. Yeah, of course. And I think that is quite a specific thing because I have this theory that we live most of our lives being told what to do and like being spoken at like through the news through school and all these things and as a child one of the things that I got in trouble for most was talking back to teachers talking back to my oh, really <laughs> like I was so like quick and just like really mm-hmm. rude mm-hmm. <laughs> well perceived as rude but actually you just had a voice you weren't yeah. being compliant or disciplined or whatever they want to call it exactly that and it's like you get told off for the exact things that make you successful in your business you get told off or like disciplined or learn to behave in a certain way and then you go online and you like build a business and like you have to bring out like all of those qualities that you've had to suppress yeah out like in order to be successful yeah that's so true I want to we've spoken like quite a bit about what it was like before you've started and obviously since you've launched several times and I hinted that Amber's launches are like huge events they go in the diary they're like okay I've got my bank card ready sitting there at the website (laughs) (laughs) when her pieces go live so 
one thing that I think you're really, really good at and why I enjoy watching you launch is that mm-hmm. you're really good at bringing us along for the ride. And I think yeah. it's such a simple thing and it's so undervalued in how important it is and like building that anticipation for a launch and all of those kind of things. Yeah. Do you want to share like your thinking about, just going to throw a wide question out there and you can yeah. take it however you want. How do you approach your launches in terms of planning, sharing, your mindset or your thoughts how do you approach them because you are having lots of success with them at the moment oh okay yeah that is a wide one (laughs) I would say so inherently I'm not very organized I hate routine so my boyfriend's got his own business so we're kind of both manically working in Vienna we're by ourselves we don't have a lot of support so it's kind of hard to really like no I'm not the kind of person that's like right you know plans in ahead six months in ahead right I'm going to do a restock you know on this date at this time da 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 what I tend to do is I tend to start playing around like get really creative like have fun with making stuff and then I try and pinpoint like right what do I think is realistic what date am I working towards and then I I think it's just it's just about sharing what you're up to like along the way so as much of the behind the scenes as you can and trying not to overthink everything like I do sometimes like honestly you know how some people put so much effort into like beautiful like content and stories and stuff like that like I'm that person that's like sharing some grainy ass dog shit picture on like (laughs) stories like two o'clock in the morning because I'm like up working late and I think it's just being kind of like bold enough or brave enough just to share what you're up to yeah and how much joy it's bringing you and also kind of like you know where you're at but also the things you're struggling with so I definitely think it's about like sharing as much of the behind the scenes as you can involving people like asking questions what are their opinions what like you know in terms of my product it's like what kind of colors do they want to see kind of like gauging it's great to gauge people's reaction would they rather shop earrings or charm right so I meant flower charms kind of like bringing people along for the journey and then it's really I mean I could be doing I feel like I could be doing a much 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 better job like especially if I had more time which I think I will going forward because Nova's started nursery before we got trapped in England amazing yeah I think to me from my side it always feels kind of like a mad scramble and like a mad dash but I think sometimes that comes across and that's okay as well just sharing the like oh you know I'm kind of trying to pull this all together and it and it is it's all mad it's exciting I'm having fun but I'm also just as nervous like I get so nervous before every restart I think it's just about like sharing that and it's also about really clearly having guts is not the right word having the belief in yourself enough to shout out multiple times what time like what day what time and what are you selling and why is it so special to you why does this mean so much to you and I think that that was also missing that I would never have had the confidence to do that in the past I never did it in the past yeah but I genuinely think like so many people say this but if you're not excited about what you're doing then how is anyone else supposed to get excited so it's just like that clear signposting also just allow yourself to share how much you're really enjoying this and how fun it is that's a massive part of it I don't know how helpful or concise that was. (laughs) No, like that was perfect. And can I just ask you this? Because I can, I hear this a lot from people. Do you ever get worried that you're sounding repetitive? Is that ever a concern for you? Yeah. So I either get worried that I'm kind of like repetitive or I get worried at the moment. So I've been stuck in the UK due to the travel ban. 
for the last two and a half months. Well, we were supposed to come over to the UK for a month, but obviously we got stuck here for an extended stay. And I really kind of felt like I've been working so much on the more air quotes boring things like behind the scenes stuff and I've been on such like an emotional yo-yo with like we're going home we're not going home we're going and I really felt like I couldn't share that I think that there's this myth that people have to be positive 24 7 you know and it's only worth showing up if you've got something exciting going on and if you've got a new product and if you're having the best day ever but actually I don't think that's true and at the end of the day people follow you for a reason and quite frankly or simply people can just unfollow you you're not asking people if you're worried about being repetitive or boring or negative you haven't got someone in a headlock like (laughs) making them like follow you and listen to you and listen to the things that you're excited about or listen to the things you're struggling with and so I think I just try and remember that and just try and remember if I feel like I'm sharing authentically like from my heart from like my current situation like what I'm doing what I'm excited about or what I'm struggling with then and if someone that doesn't resonate with someone or that feels like repetitive or boring then that's fine because I can't change that anyway because that's just me being me that's why I try to switch off that voice it's like oh god stop banging on about it you know because if people don't want to hear about it then that's absolutely fine and they should just unfollow and that's also fine I think it's like it's kind of like putting that spin on it rather than because I think if you get trapped which I have been occasionally I'll get little flashes of this Mm. is like trying to post what you think will work well or resonate well or what other people want to see but I think you just get trapped you can't please everyone you can't cater to everyone and you I personally cannot fake excitement or positivity or like joy oh my gosh it's exhausting to do that yeah not really feeling it yeah no I I like I just can't do that kind of thing so I think that yeah going back to a very simple question I try not to worry about being repetitive and I try and just remember that so many times people miss it even if you've got it in like bold capital letters slapped on your forehead like I'm restocking on this date I'll still get a message like when's your next restock (laughs) and you have to just remember that you have to just remember not everyone's on instagram at the same time due to the algorithm not everyone's seeing everything at the same time you have to say it a few times to get the message out there so yeah totally i love that and you touched on a really important point that idea that it's almost like an unspoken myth that you can only come to instagram when you feel good when like something exciting is happening and how that showed up for me is that i definitely believe that i had to be like super like hyper super like oh my gosh hello like sun's risen isn't this such a great miracle and sometimes I do feel like that but what it meant on the days where I didn't feel super happy and hyper I didn't feel like I could show up and I wouldn't show up on Instagram one day and then the next day I wouldn't and then it would kind of snowball into this like oh god I haven't shown up all week I don't feel well like all this kind of stuff and for me and I know for you Instagram is such an important part of my business yeah I actually can't afford to just show up when I feel good if I did that I would only be on Instagram 50% of the time that I am like exactly almost too expensive to say oh I have to have makeup done I have to have showered even yeah like I don't even change my jumper like I have one jumper that I live in all the time (laughs) and I tell people like I'm in the same jumper as yesterday like yes yes I'm wearing the same (laughs) jumper get over it (laughs) so it's like removing all those stories about what Instagram has to be or has to look like has changed my business the way I work and my relationship to Instagram yeah because I feel like if you would jump on like 
I absolutely love it. Like on those days where you're like on it, like, ah, the positivity is just like positively like feeling out of you. But if you were like that 24 seven, I would be like, this is so unrelatable. Like that's really like, I'm, you know, I don't really know anyone that's like positive 24 seven. Yeah. So I think, and I do, I did have to catch myself and check myself this week. Partly it was like, I don't have the time to jump on as much as I would want. But partly it was like, oh, I don't want to come on and like, you know, feel like I'm just having a moan or like I'm being negative or that kind of thing. But to be honest, I think there's so much to be said for just being relatable. And it's just kind of like telling it like it is. And something that I try and remember is something called, it's called like context collapse. Like that has also like changed my perspective so much because I wrote a post about this ages ago, I think like around a year and a half ago, but I didn't know that it was called context collapse. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, like Google it. Whenever you share stuff, you're never going to be able to give enough context to explain every single angle of what you're trying to convey as in let's say you're, you want to come on and you're saying you're struggling or you're overwhelmed or this and this has happened and that's not you being negative you can't explain the situation to every single person and every single person that watches what you share is going to be coming at that with their own like thoughts feelings like prejudices or whatever so you just I just feel like you just have to be yourself like just authentically you have to just share what's going on obviously you don't have to like yeah share like if you're you know something really private's happening or you know you just don't feel like it but I think I would say to anyone that's listening like don't feel scared like don't shy away from yeah just sharing what you is authentic to you and what you like feel like you want to share I don't know if that made sense I love that advice I always recommend like don't share anything online where if someone would make a comment it would you would feel bad about it I feel like it's more helpful to share things once you've like processed your thoughts and emotions about it you don't want to be sharing something where you're still going through it and then you have that feedback from other people online it's just too many voices I think that's a good yeah that is a really good point actually that's a really 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 good point so can we talk a little bit about stepping back a bit we're gonna go into like stories because I think this is a really interesting thing if you're happy to talk about this I know your Mm -hmm. mom has been really creative and you've been sharing like some of the stuff that you've been able to find rummaging through her cupboards yeah are you able to share what your stories about perhaps your potential was because what you've seen before happened with her and her creativity yeah, so I would say my mum was got pregnant at 16, had me at 17, which I did not get how insane that is until I had like Nova. And even then I didn't get it immediately. It's only now that Nova's like a year and a half old. I'm like, sorry, what? Like <laughs> you had a baby at like 17. It's absolutely insane. And so my mum is just inherently a very creative person. She also grew up, she um that kind of filtered down through her grandmas who were like, you know very heavily into like sewing and creating and stuff like that so my mom obviously had all of the you know these creative dreams this massive like potential she actually did manage to still go to fashion college after she'd given birth amazing Um, yeah so she went and did that and then she became a seamstress um for the metropolitan police so she'd be like custom altering uniforms and stuff like that so she was 
working ridiculously hard like she would get up five in the morning commute the hour on the coach up to London every day I would so we live with my grandparents and my two aunties until I was four she didn't really get to experiment though you know when you have someone you know a child not someone a child that's dependent on you you don't really have that oh I'm gonna try my own business you know like I might just try this like oh I could start my own fashion label or that kind of, you know I think that's quite rare unless you have massive financial backing you know, obviously she had, she did have the support of my grandparents. I think it wasn't until I was, let's say my sister was definitely born. So let's say my sister came along when I was 11. So I probably would have been around, let's say 13, 14. Um, my mom, so she tried two creative ventures, but this is kind of the time before, you know, social media hadn't really like blown up. Um, we lived in like quite a small area of England. So you're relying solely on word of mouth. She had a teenage daughter. And let me tell you, I was ridiculously hard work as a teenager. <laughs> I was so bad. I'm so sorry, mum, if you're listening to this. Um, I was awful. And she had a young bit um, toddler. And so I think that when she then tried two different like creative ventures, I think she just she didn't have that time and probably like, you know, the self-belief and knowledge, um, which I would say we all of us have got access to so much more knowledge, you know, due to social media and to the Internet. And so I kind of, you know, maybe I wouldn't say I think I don't like the word failure anymore because I try and look at stuff. I've been scared of failure my whole life. I was one of those people that's like, I don't want to do something unless I'm immediately amazing at it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> which, which is such a shame now. And I really don't want Nova to take that on. But if I think of my mum, you know, she just didn't have the time, energy, the financial funds to really, really like give her business ventures, her creative business ventures a go. And so maybe that kind of also impacted me in the way of like, oh, it's just, you know, is it possible? Is it financially viable? And then I think a lot of times what happens to people is because your family Generally, you know, nine times out of 10, your family cares about you so much that, that they want you to be financially stable. And going into the arts or going down a creative path is not seen as financially stable or financially viable. And obviously, we're talking about, you know, my mum, even though my mum's really young, she's still 17 years older. So she is from the gen different generation because the internet has, well, social media has literally changed everything. Yeah. It's changed like the playing fields. And it's the same for my grandparents. How how would they know how best to advise me when they haven't grown up in the you know technology age is that the right word that I have yeah totally so I think that we can absorb way too much of those kind of stories around it's just not it's just not really sensible it's not a sensible idea you know get yourself a job a steady stable job and then you know try stuff on the side and I think I, d I don't come from a small business background you know I don't have any close family members I didn't have that how do I say I didn't have that story of like oh yeah you know they've done it I could totally do that and so I think that that combination of things just led me to believe do you know what? It's just it's just not going to work out financially. I'm better off just working my way up in a job or that kind of thing. But it's just been niggling away at me for years. I just know that, oh, you know, having had crippling anxiety in every job I've ever worked in, this just isn't for me. Like, <laughs> I just um, to work. Yeah, I like, I just, yeah, I just knew that I can do it. I just need to change my mindset. So we had a session, didn't we, around the time just before I launched. And now I was really struggling with, surprise, surprise, like my price point. Yeah. 
and charging my worth and charging what actually I needed to charge in order to run a viable business. So I do feel like that's all kind of like tangled up together. And I feel like that's the case for a lot of people, like a lot, a lot, a lot of people. I totally agree. My question to you now is, so we're getting a really good sense of like what your mindset was like before. What would you say your mindset is like now? Maybe towards pricing, towards what you think is possible for you. What do you think that looks like? Obviously, you've gone through all the coaching, all like mentorship and stuff now. So it must be so different. I feel like now what's happened is I've had a tiny taste of like, oh my God, like this shit's actually possible. Like my dreams are actually possible. Like I also wrote down like a manifestation list, which I know that you're like the queen of. And so much of that stuff came true. And now I feel like I, I totally still am. I, in a sense, I'm still the same person. I get overwhelmed really easily. I can procrastinate on things. I definitely like, have a wobble here and there but I think what's so important to me now is just building resilience mm-hmm. and just remembering there's ups and downs in anything there's ups and downs in any path of life any job that you do that's just part of the deal and I just feel like now I've had that taste of wow I can actually do this then why can't I ask for more like why can't I like expand why can't this be a long-term thing why can't I realize other ideas why can't I bring my mum on board and you know like live this creative life with her because my mum's creative dreams she's so talented and so creative and I really want that for her too to like experience that so that is actually our kind of like long-term goal for this year is that we will move back to the UK from Vienna and that I will bring my mum on board and yeah we'll be working together that's what I'm manifesting this year when you first told me that goal I literally felt so happy because it's like full damn circle I like because I remember talking about your about this story that you had from your mum being creative in that one session that we had at the beginning maybe in the this first or second lockdown and to now be like remove have removed that story built this business been like okay like this is really gonna go the distance and it's gonna employ my mum and she's gonna realize her creative dream through my business like that is that's some powerful stuff right there. Yeah, it really does feel like, like it really excites me. And so if I think back to my childhood, we didn't have any money. My mum, single parent, struggling along, had me really young. But she would be sewing. She would create these like crazy outfits. I was like, okay, so I was the only kid in primary school with red trousers. Everyone else had black trousers. My mum handmade my summer dress. So, you know, like those tiny little gingham checks. Yeah. I had massive block checks with like a scooped back summer dress. Oh my God. Yeah. And like as as a kid, I was like, I hate, probably why I I hate standing out like a sore thumb. But now, or when my best friends came over when I was a kid and my mom literally turned an old pair of jeans. She cut the legs off. She cut it in half, you know, the upper um, part of the jeans. Literally turned them into two handbags and we got to decorate them however we wanted. Oh And I, I just remember... She just creating, for me, things seemingly out of nothing Mm. and how cool that was. But obviously, I could see her. It involved hard work. It did involve her, you know, sitting there, you know, pattern cutting, whatever, making a twirl, like, you know, working it all out, trialing it, like sewing it. So I do think that more than I know that that has been really deeply ingrained in me, the magic of that. Mm. And 
yeah, I do just genuinely feel really excited. Whereas before, maybe I would have felt trapped of like, oh, I've got all of these unrealized ideas. And I don't even think you have to tell yourself like, oh, my idea is the best or I'm so hot shit. Or like, oh, I'm, the, you know, so damn creative. But I think it just comes back to like, what brings you joy? I know that sounds cheesy, but what brings me joy is making stuff like playing stuff, like using my hand to like trial, just like ideas. I think it's so crazy to think of an idea and like realize it, like it, like make it in real life. It's insane, actually, when yeah. you think of it like that. And it's, I feel like that's the process of manifestation, like having an idea and like making it a physical reality. And it's kind of like mind blowing, even when you think about all of the great things that we use today, like the iPhone, all of those started with an idea. All it needs or all your ideas need is to be in an environment where they can nurture and grow and express themselves like through you. Yeah, 100%. And that's never going to be possible if you're telling yourself like, no one wants to see that. Like no one's interested in what I'm making. No one's interested in what I've got to say. Like who am I to like share that kind of stuff? Like then, you know, those dreams are never going to be realized. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it, I do like get really fired up and like, I don't know, like I said this previously, but I, just, I do just want to shake like people by the shoulders and be like, you can do it too. You can do whatever you want. You know, like you really can. So thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show and chatting today. Oh, I have one me. more question for you. Yeah. Looking back over your journey and let's say for whatever reason you had to start over again, like you were given like a new page in the journal and you had to start over again. Mm -hmm. You could only use three things to build up a business again. What three things would you use? Do you mean like physical or? It can be physical, mental, it can be anything you just have these free tools and they're the only things you're going to use to build this business three things okay so one of them would for me have to be some kind of like support system mindset thing um be that in the form of like business coach or like a group of people and um, that's also been like fundamental instrumental in keeping me going is talking to other small business owners so some kind of like support system self-belief system then i would this is going to be really like out there <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is the right answer, but um, tools. I would say I need a flea market. Oh, amazing. Of like, give, you do. <laughs> give me access, like, Nashmark's flea market in Vienna every Saturday so I can, like, find some goodies to upcycle or repurpose or reimagine. And then for me, it's got to be social media, it's got to be Instagram. So I don't know if that was like, if you meant like a needle, a sewing machine, and a blue tack or. <laughs> or if I should have gone like out the box like I did but yeah and then yeah it's got to be like social media as as bad a rap as it can get which I totally understand I think has been like incredible game changer in terms of like allowing creatives to be like successfully self-employed so yeah that's my out there answer. Thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> I asked like a lot of different people and everyone says like completely different things. I think that's why I love that question. <laughs> uh, what sort of stuff do you normally get? Like a pair of scissors? So I've got like, no, because I've asked like different types of people. So I've got like, someone said a journal. I need to okay. be able to journal stuff. Yeah. And someone said also I need to be able to make videos like Instagram stories and Instagram yeah. lives because they process all their ideas externally. I can't remember what else I've got now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all sorts of like different things I guess it just depends on like I think it says a lot about you about what ingredients you'll put in your cake and like yeah you know, it's just unique to you like your desert island disc or something like yeah no a flea market has to be in there because I just feel like there's so much there's so many like treasures random stuff random people like there's so many characters like it's just the most inspiring crazy fun place to go so yeah that's got to be in there thank you so much for coming on to the show how can people find you if they want to check out your work and they want to follow you so definitely through instagram i'm just literally the flower and the flea i have to say my website's pretty dead because it's literally just a case of i drop a restock and then it sells out and then i just ignore the website um (laughs) until the next restock um so yeah definitely instagram i'm always available through dms and stuff like that so i'm on there and there's a highlight saved flea market highlight i'm gonna go check that out so yeah